This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, November 1st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. California Organic gets hearing in Congress. Food and Ag Board takes the long view. And Mexican official optimistic on USMCA. California Organic Grower stresses labor issues to Congress. During a subcommittee hearing this week, organic growers relayed the challenges they're facing with fraud, regulatory hurdles, and the transition from conventional, though labor remains the top issue. Grimway Farms President Jeff Huckabee said, Immigration, labor, a solid labor pool is everything for us, but that workforce is aging out and we are having a tougher time replacing those workers. Grimway, one of the world's largest organic companies, farms in seven states, including 50,000 acres in California. Huckabee told AgriPulse in May the state regulatory costs have grown so large that the company has considered leaving California. Huckabee also told Congress products bought into the U.S. don't always face the same regulatory scrutiny and have a tendency to not play by the rules. He urged Congress to also work with USDA to create a stronger subsidy program enticing farmers to move to organic. You can read the full report on the hearing at www.agripulse.com. Food and Ag Board to discuss the future of California's ag economy. After months on the road for listening session for the governor's water portfolio, the state food and ag board is back in Sacramento to discuss the agriculture outlook for the next three decades. UC Davis professor Daniel Summer will share insights on the economic drivers that will help to shape the future of agriculture and what that means for our rural communities. CDFA Secretary Karen Ross said at a news release. In June, Sumner testified to the state legislature about the deep tariff impacts on California agriculture and raised concerns about farm workers whom he called the most vulnerable people in the California economy. The board will also hear updates on Tuesday to CDFA's fraught cannabis licensing program and about potential opportunities to partner with U.S. Farmers and Ranchers Alliance on sustainability initiatives. CDFA will live stream the hearing. Look to the soil, committee told. House lawmakers who are searching for ways farmers can help address climate change are focusing on the potential benefits of increasing soil carbon. Soil store two to three times more CO2 than the atmosphere and two to five times more carbon than stored in vegetation. Jennifer Moore Cusera, a climate expert with American Farmland Trust, speaking to the House Select Committee on the Climate Crisis at a hearing. Another witness, Tina Owens, Director of Agriculture at the Dana North America, put it this way after the hearing. Soil health is central to climate change mitigation. But the witnesses and panel members also emphasize the need for reliable metrics to accurately measure reductions in ag emissions of nitrous oxide, methane, and carbon dioxide. What's next? Well, a House committee that's focused on climate change issues accepting comments until November 22nd to help it craft recommendations for Congress by March. Ask after the hearing how large a role agriculture would play in those recommendations. Committee Chair Kathy Castor of Florida said, stay tuned. Organic Group makes case for reinstating livestock regs. 
The Organic Trade Association is asking a federal judge to force USDA to reinstate animal welfare standards that the Trump administration withdrew. The industry group says in a brief filed yesterday that the USDA underestimated the benefits and inflated the cost of the rule that was released shortly before President Obama left office. USDA, quote, has inconsistently and opportunistically framed the costs and benefits of the OLPP and failed to meaningfully consider the rule's myriad benefits, OTA argues. OTA also went after the USDA for not consulting with the National Organic Standards Board before rescinding the rule, which was finalized the day before Donald Trump took office. Briefing in the case is due to be completed by January 28th. Keep in mind, there was significant opposition to the rule among farm groups, especially among many organic egg producers. They argued that the outdoor access requirements were impractical. Mexican negotiator encouraged by Pelosi. Mexico's top North American negotiator, Jesus Sade, said he's optimistic the White House and lawmakers can reach an agreement with the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement before Thanksgiving. Sade was basing his outlook on conversations this week with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer. Sade told reporters he sat down for two hours yesterday morning with Lighthizer and conversed privately with Ms. Pelosi Wednesday night. Speaking about Pelosi, he said, she gave me a positive message. We hope to see this come to a conclusion soon. Sade said he responded simply by saying, that's great to hear. But Sade also cautions against assuming Mexico will sign off. Even after the House Democrats and White House reach an agreement on USMCA, Canada and Mexico will still have to agree to the alterations to the deal. And that might not be a quick process. Whatever resolution they come to, it's in the nature of a proposal for Canada's and Mexico's consideration, Sade said. It's a complicated exercise. Getting Mexico, which has already ratified USMCA, to sign off on any changes may be quick and easy, or it may take much longer, Sade said. If something is not deemed beneficial for Mexico, the country could just simply say no way, he warned. We cannot just reopen anything that may not be acceptable. We don't want to create expectations that everything is going to happen in a few days. Dems urge to use USMCA to show they're on the job. Some farm groups say Democrats should use the USMCA to show voters they can work with Republicans despite moving forward with impeachment procedures. In this very partisan, tumultuous time, I think it's an opportunity to demonstrate we can still govern and be a reliable trading partner to our two largest export markets, Canada and Mexico, said Chandler Gould, CEO of the National Association of Wheat Growers and former Democratic congressional staffer. And by the way, House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota and Democrat Representative Jeff Van Drew of New Jersey broke from their party and voted yesterday not to move forward with the impeachment process. Trump won both their districts in 2016. Peterson has said he's going to run for re-election in 2020, and his races have been getting increasingly tight. Last year, he won re-election by a 52 to 48% margin. Here's today's She Said It. The documents haven't disappeared. They're just no longer on our website. That Karen Morrison, Assistant Director of the Department of Pesticide Regulation. 
Morse's answering concerns at a July meeting about regulatory documents no longer available to the public as DPR updates its website. An industry rep said he had to go through a formal public information request for each specific document. The SACB reported yesterday that millions of documents have gone missing from other agency websites as well as the state slowly comes into compliance with the Americans with Disabilities Act. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, November 1st, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.